0: Hello and welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from chart.net. In this week's podcast, we'll be chasing down the enigma, that's the good school, and in celebration of St. Patrick's Day, we'll be getting down with Naguel Gwail But first of all, we'll have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of primary education this week. Shachtanagheilga generally brings out a bit of nationalism in all of us, and Taoiseach Leo Radkar was no different, albeit in a tokenistic and unremarkable way. He announced that he thinks the national anthem should be taught in all primary schools, and given his position, he, he could actually just do that. Um, but of course. He, he hasn't. Um, the journal decided to pull this anyway and unsurprisingly 90% or over 90% of Irish people think it's a good idea. Um, anyway in the meantime primary schools all over the country are generally doing this anyway um, without the curriculum actually being touched. Anyway uh, some uh, more parents are up in arms due to something opening within a few metres of their school. Uh, the journal again reports about um, a legal injection centre about 300 metres away from a school in inner city Dublin. Uh, the principal of the school says that she records at least three incidents a week with photographs of anti social behavior and open drug taking uh, along a, an area known as the 40 Steps. And they believe that the center is going to attract further drug taking in the area. Uh, the contrast uh, between this article um, and if anyone remembers or was listening uh, to the one last week, where there were parents up in arms about a fast food restaurant opening 300 meters from their school, it kind of really demonstrates the two islands we live in. Um, I don't know. If uh, the school in the inner city uh, is right in their objections, uh, I'm no expert. I mean, is it better to have a centre for people that are addicted to heroin rather than having them shooting up outside the window of the school in an unsupervised setting? Um, It certainly certainly really makes the other issue pale into insignificance, really, to me. Anyway, moving on to something completely different and uh, possibly one of the most important issues affecting children. Um, is climate change, and uh, a huge protest took place in Dublin um, and across the country. I was uh, really happy and delighted to have arranged the one in Carlow, which was really well attended. I had heard uh, some schools had threatened students with suspension or detention or various other punishments if they actually showed up at a protest, so I was really pleased uh, to see that mostly that was ignored. Um, however, more surprising to me were the number of dissenters uh, online. I know that on being on the internet is a great place to be a dissenter, uh, but mainly... Um, about the protest and how it would do so little and one can almost guarantee that many of those people might have been on the streets protesting against things uh I mean directly up in opposition, such as like water charges or well, they certainly weren't going to be giving out about uh the ineffectiveness of being on the streets for that. Anyway, but even if they weren't, um it still surprised me that anyone thought this is a bad idea. I mean, even as a one off, uh perhaps it wouldn't be much. But if it raised any form of awareness which i think it did um really i mean thousands and thousands of students in the streets i mean who knows what could actually happen as a result immediately of this as a springboard maybe into government action uh about meeting their their uh, targets um but we'll, i suppose we'll see anyway uh moving to issues more boring um the race to find clusters is finally coming to an end uh because on march 21st that's uh, this week um as uh just were just recording after st patrick's day uh schools that haven't found clusters are going to have to rely on the department of education to find clusters for them i really really hope personally that uh next time principals won't do what they did this time and the last time uh principals really we you know we really can be the our own worst enemies and scrabbling around looking for hours was absolutely i think it was really undignified and it shouldn't have happened and by engaging in the race uh this uh, race to find arabs this is just going to keep happening um, i'm also a little bit annoyed that no representative principles came out to sound out at least uh, sound a little bit disappointed in this humiliating ritual i i think you know they really should be um, ashamed of themselves for not saying for not at least saying this was a really bad way of doing things and many principals have been saying enough is enough for a long time but you know, clearly it isn't. If if they're going to carry on with this nonsense, um, they really need to take a stand. Finally, speaking of taking a stand, Um, Our new General Secretary John Boyle was quick to make a stand in Finland of all places at an international summit reiterating the demand to end pay inequality for uh, teachers that qualified after 2011. Uh, It coincided with this uh, eight year anniversary when the INTO paved the way for pay inequality, probably inadvertently, well definitely inadvertently I would hope, Um, and uh, I imagine the leadership of the INTO are not stupid people. Um, I really do believe that. And the rejection of the last pay deal must have been a huge turning point in their mindset. Uh, Up until then, I don't think they took this seriously. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see pay inequality ended before Sheila Noonan walks out of Parnell Square later in the year. Moving on to uh, comments and feedback on our last episodes and, other, and, and maybe some of the previous ones, I just want to thank everyone for the lovely messages and support uh, from last week's podcasts. Um, you can comment on anything you hear on um and any of our social media channels. Um, so that would be on Facebook or Instagram, um, but you know, even on our uh, podcasting channel, libsyn, l-i-b-s-y-n.com, unshaw.libsyn.com. Or um, you can comment on any podcast page uh, and I'll try and find it. I am always grateful for any reviews of the podcast, so please do consider that, especially if you're going to give me five stars and um, whatever platform you use. I'd uh, actually just one uh, question from the from the technology podcast last week. Last week I spoke about. Um, basically how the government haven't funded technology properly over the last 20 odd years. Um, but the question I got uh, was relating to the grant from uh, Peter. And he asked, uh, did I manage to, uh, I said I'd give some advice uh, on spending the ICD grant, but he asked me, did you manage to add the details of exactly how to get the maximum amount, uh, which would elevate me uh, to sainthood, according to him? And... Um, Basically, uh, Minister McHugh has announced there was an extra pot of money, €5 million to be exact, uh, that you could apply for um, on top of the ICT grant. Um, Now, sadly, I failed to create... Uh, a miracle, so sainthood is uh, not coming towards me. But for those of you who are looking to get an extra slice of that ICT grand pie, you will have to hit up the digital framework for a few thousand extra, as long as you have a plan. And my guess that anything relating to coding is going to get extra funding, but I also thought about that with the digital clusters and I was wrong. So whatever you do anyway, um, the payback for getting the extra money, if you do get the extra money, because it is a bit of a lottery, is going to involve a load of paperwork. So um, keep that in mind if you want an extra few thousand euro. Is it worth the hours, and par- uh, hours of paperwork uh, that will come along? I would suggest it probably is if you're really short of ICT equipment. So, Cod A, Anguelga, Air, Good School. This week on our podcast, our topic is uh, all about the Guel School in celebration of Saint Patrick's Day or Shachtin Aguelga, which is now Kokishna Guelga, which I'm sure will become Mean Aguelga if we're not too careful. Um, but before uh, I want to look at first of all at the good school. We're going to look at parents' search for the enigma that is the good school, and where does the Guel School fit into this? If you really, really want to know how to annoy me, you just refer to any school in the country as a good school. Um, I hear it everywhere um, and it really annoys me. And the mad thing is, despite everything, we actually allow it to spread. In fact, we might be accused of encouraging it because almost every patron body or any interest group will claim their school is a good school. Implying really that other schools are not as good as them. And you hear parents going on about, oh, I wonder what school I'll send my child to. Oh, I've heard this is a good school. And in all honesty, like we all know that all schools are pretty much the same with small small variables, one or two small variables, the main one being the patron uh, body that is. But every school will do it. For example... Let's look at small schools. They're good schools because they have small class sizes. They have a community feel. They're, they feel, they, you know, they feel nice because they're pillars of the community. Country schools, good schools, less social issues. Again, the same thing about small class sizes. Catholic schools. The Iona Institute will go on and on when they're batting off allegations of abuse or compensation or the baptism barrier or, or divestment. They'll always say that Catholic schools are good schools. And again, you know, given that they have ninety percent of schools, surely that's uh, that's a that's, that's an interesting uh, thing to say that all of them are good schools. But I mean, at the same time, of course, they're good schools. All schools are good schools. Church of the same. Good schools. They're, you know, some people say they're not so religious as Catholic schools. They're good schools. Community national schools have, don't say uh, good schools. They say they're centres of excellence. They're even better than good. And yes, uh, the Gael schools also uh, boast about their achievements in the field of excellence. And their high standards and so on and so forth. Um, we really compound it. Everyone is guilty of it to some extent. And the question really is, why are we doing this? all schools have the same curriculum we all have the same lack of funding from the department of education we all hire from the same pool of teachers uh, with the same training and the same backgrounds they're all white and irish and generally from a christian background unlike many countries the only thing that differs really uh, when it comes to primary schools in ireland is their size and the patron body that uh, you know, controls what they do um, in terms of religious uh, values. And rather than being collegial, it seems to me like schools are allowing themselves to screw over their neighbours and they're happy to be known as good schools. Um, And I mean, what does it even mean? I mean, I I don't really know what a good school actually means. And I suppose that's what I want to try and segue into. What can it mean really? To be honest, I think the good school can mean anything. For really, really being honest with ourselves. And and I think in Ireland we're very bad at being honest with ourselves. We live in a sense of denial um a lot of the time. It generally means one thing and it comes down to class. Um and it's something I think we avoid in Ireland is talking about class and class issues. Um, you know, because that's kind of a a, a British thing, the upper class, the middle class, the working class. Um but I think we're very much um, a very classist system in Ireland. And if you look at any local paper, any September, when photos of your new junior infant schools are displayed in the centre pages of any local paper, I'm not sure what city uh, newspapers are, but certainly down the country, you, uh, every September you'll see this, take your town's good school and think of the schools that aren't known as that. And the picture is all you'll need to see. You know, All you'll need to see is Middle Ireland's idea of what a good school looks like. Now, I'm not saying that's every case, but we all know it. I mean, it's the school that is the most white, the most middle class and the most Irish. I mean, yes, I said last week I would be casting wild assertions and I am here, but I think um, when you look at it, the vast majority of the time, that's the case. Uh, that's not I, that's not me condoning it. In fact, it's me doing exactly the opposite. If well, Let's move on. Let's check out any other shared campus. So you've got lots of schools, maybe two or three or four schools sharing one campus. Now, biologically, if you're sharing a campus any two schools any three schools any four schools sharing any campus they should really have a similar cohort of pupils um i mean you know again class values and religious values shouldn't i don't think really um are a thing i mean i think i think there's as many different uh, class uh, classes in 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 every in every faith base but everybody knows it isn't the case you know if you look at the, any two schools on any one campus one school is going to have lots and lots of middle-class white Irish kids and the other school isn't. Um, if you have three schools, you know, similar sort of thing. So why is it? And what's this got to do with Gwail School? And I suppose is, the, uh, is, is where I'm getting to. Surely I'm not accusing those that send their children to Gwail schools of middle-class sovereignty. Surely I'm not asserting that there are parents that enroll their children into Gwail School because they won't mix with so-called undesirable. Of course, I'm not saying all parents do this. In fact, I would be shocked if all parents would do this. But it's absolutely not outlandish to suggest there's a large number of families that do exactly this. We all know it, and very little is done to discourage. We we, we do know it. And I mean, I suppose, I guess I get the freedom to say these things on podcasts with uh, without naming names or shaming or anything like that, but we do know it, uh, don't we? We really do. Uh, sometimes one only has to look at anecdotal evidence because it's either too hard or too emotive, really, to get actual data. I mean, I cannot find... <laughs> I did look very hard to see if I could find um actual um, proven data uh, to show the types uh, the, the the children that go to to uh, particular schools, and I know it would be available on Pod. All, I would love to be able to get access to Pod, but obviously that would be illegal, and uh, there's no way I can do it. But if we go back to our shared campus idea, wherever I see wherever there wherever I, there is a Guel School and another school in the same campus in any place, one only has to look at the people attending those schools to see there is total disparity in the populations. We all know it. Do we all say it? I don't know. It's just very. Uh, I. I think we need to ask it. Is it true? Maybe it's just my experience, and um, maybe I'm. Um, maybe I'm wrong, um, and in fact, I'm sure people will tell me I am wrong. And I, I please do if you think I am. But let's call a spade a spade. As much as going to don't encourage it. They have become an unofficial good school for middle ireland and everybody as i said knows it but saying it out loud attracts vitriol like no other and there i am attracting vitriol so i'm saying that if you go to almost any area where there's a gwell school built next to a non-gwell school it won't be too long before you'll see that again prove me wrong as i say this isn't a criticism by the way of gwell school and by the way i need to make that very very clear i actually don't think um there's anything Grail could do even if even if they wanted to about it. They're, you know, in fairness to them, uh, it's not their fault. I mean, their aim um, is to have as many people in Ireland learning through the Irish language. And I guess... I don't really, it doesn't really matter what their motivation is, that's what they want, they want, they, they're not interested in uh, classist values, uh, they're interested in spreading and, and, and promoting the Irish language to everybody else. The problem is, unfortunately, that for, the, uh, for all the increases in Gwalescona, there's still very little Irish being spoken from day to day in this country, even by those who send their children to Gwalescona, and also, from what I hear, from children in Gwalescona when they're on yard. Now, that's maybe a bit unfair, because I, I I don't spend too much time around yards in Gwalescona, but I, I, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, I won't, I, I'll take that back. Uh, one thing I can take back. Anyway, even if I am wrong, we still face a massive problem with our native language in that almost nobody speaks it on a daily basis outside of the education system. However, if you ask anyone on the street, you're likely to find people who would love to be able to speak it. So this is a really strange paradox that we don't speak it, but we'd like to speak it. And yet we have 14 years of being educated in it. In 2016, the census revealed only 1.7%, that's like less than 1 in 50 people, spoke Irish on a daily basis. Um, and only 17% at all. I mean, that's amazing. Less than 1 in 5 people speak Irish all. 1 in 6 people. This hasn't risen since 2011 or 2006. It's all been, It's been fairly static, um, really, uh, for, since I've uh, been checking out the census records. And in fairness, it isn't proof alone, because the census... I think is very unreliable. I mean, if one in fifty people are speaking um, in Irish, I'm finding I must be hanging around the wrong people. Although interestingly, um, you know, I have heard other languages being spoken. In fact, if you if you can if you look at it, Irish isn't actually even the second most spoken language in Ireland anymore. That's quite worrying. Uh, Polish is now the second most spoken language in in Ireland. It says more uh, to me, given the populations um, of uh, Polish people versus uh, Irish people in Ireland. So. I, I guess I'm just giving that as a bit of background um, about, and and I'm not saying any of this is any good. This is this is quite a this is quite a bad thing. We have all these Gael schools, um, which are supposed to promote the Irish language. I uh, wish they do. Um, for for I mean, they try their very best, but nobody comes out of school speaking Irish. Um, even if you don't go to a Gael school, very few people are speaking Irish outside of that too. Except in tiny little pockets of Ireland, which aren't actually increasing; they're actually decreasing in size. So, I mean we really need to and this is where denial comes into things because most people by this stage will be calling me some sort of blasphemer or you know and I, I'm sure I'll be stoned to death uh if 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 you just stop listening at this point. What I want to go back to is what I said um a few minutes ago about Irish people being really good at denying denial um and and not actually um and den- and not actually admitting that we do actually have a problem with the Irish language we have this wonderful um opportunity we have 14 years of compulsory irish education uh in language and yet you know we're 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 seeing very little uh result out of it which is very disappointing um and it, and, and i think we could, if we admitted that that's the case we could actually go from there and i think the only way of doing that is to use education because you know you left to its own devices it's not going to work and i think we should probably kill two birds with one stone um we need to rescue the irish language because it is really for you know it is dying um and and if we do if we keep doing the things that we're doing now we're going to have fewer and fewer people speaking the irish language but the other thing we need to kill is this um hijacking of grail by um, middle ireland um who actually aren't doing the gael in any favors they're they're um they're creating a myth um an enigma of um and a myth that uh, we're increasing the amount of people that want to speak the Irish language or, 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 or in, a, in a serious manner. So how do we kill those two birds at uh, birds one stone? Um, and my question would be is how about we make all primary schools into Gaelic school It's pretty simple. It ensures that everybody has access to their native language, which is Irish. Um, and uh, for people who uh, come to Ireland, it would be an opportunity to access our native language. And there will be no need for parents to pass several schools to get to a Gael school. They, they, everyone will be able to access the Gael school. So we'd have no problems. We'd be able to learn Irish and we'd also cut out the uh, driving past uh, schools to get to, to a Gael school. In fact, if Irish people really, really are serious about Irish being an actual living language, where better place to start than in schools? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be difficult at first, but we can push through it. I mean. We, we could start off with having specialist Irish-speaking teachers. I mean, I'll talk about that in another podcast later on. Um, and then regular teachers can get... Well, regular teachers can get better at the language. I mean, we, we, we you know, we all know that most teachers uh, in Ireland aren't particularly amazing at Irish um, either. I mean, they're they're, they're good, um, but they need to get better. And it would only take probably a generation, tops, 20 years, tops, to have all schools as as Scullina. And the impact of that is that we would start seeing, I would assume people speaking irish outside of the education system if all you're doing is being immersed in the irish language from the age of four until the age of 18 it is inconceivable to me that you wouldn't uh, be able to um you wouldn't, you wouldn't have people speaking Irish, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have, you have a system where you are actually a truly bilingual country, and anyone who wants to come to Ireland to teach or to work or to anything else would need the Irish language, in much the same way as if I worked in, if I wanted to work in the Netherlands or in, um, somewhere in Scandinavia, it would be very, very useful. While everyone will speak English, I guess, uh, it's very useful to have the native language. Um, you, you, rather than this, you know, pretend and um, that oh we need Irish you know it you know I mean that's that's the thing I mean we need to we need either be really really serious about it or we really really need to take the opposite view maybe we should actually decide not to have Gaelic at all and just teach Irish in all schools in the same way just as an sole subject as a as a subject in it uh, on its own so you can leave school with conversational irish that you can use when you're on holidays bitching about the service in the bar or whatever it might be um you know whether we like to admit it or not most Gaelic scholars are being used by a large cohort of parents not for the love of the irish language in much the same way as catholic schools are being used in the uk basically if you're in the uk and you're nominally catholic um catholic schools are known as the good schools over there um you know, and parents are pretending to be Catholic, they're going to Mass for a year so a priest can see them and they let them into the Gael School. I think it's the same in Australia. The Gael School is a kind of like a, a, the, the, the sort of Irish version of that. Um, you know, we, we, we have to kind of... Um, you know this this is like having an unmentionable unofficial and artificial sort of apartheid in a way we like this is what we're creating and i'm, I'm not saying it's the case for all gaelscolans and i'm not saying it's schools that are causing them and i know there's uh, i know that uh, anyone defending gaelscolans will point the handful of Grailskunners that are also dash schools which proves that they do that that it isn't a middle class thing and so on uh, and that will prove me wrong but these these are the outliers i mean the percentage of schools that are actually dash schools are far less Far less than every other patronage for example 25 percent of educate together schools are Desh schools i mean that's that's about standard you know um ultimately um you know like the theme of most of my podcasts what i'm trying to do is not actually to annoy people and i know this is quite of an annoying subject to people who are very passionate about the irish language i'm actually trying to simplify the education system and i'm actually pr- trying to promote grail scholar in some ways we need to decide whether we want to have all grail scholar or no Gael's I don't think it's okay to have both because unfortunately whether Gael's going like it or not they're being used. They're being absolutely used and this project has been hijacked. The, to be honest I think I uh, they'd be happy with um with my solution, which would be all Gwell Skullner. I mean, like why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they well I, I that that would be interesting, but I'd be pretty sure if you said to the Gwell Skullner, right, if you could you could have a choice of having all Gwell Skullina in Ireland or no Ghell Skullina, I'm pretty sure they'd pick the former. Um personally I don't actually have a strong feeling either way about whether we decide to be all Gale Skullina or not. Um I think I I mean I suppose selfishly, um I think um yeah, I, I actually do you know I I I'm I'm either or I don't really mind when I come to think of it I I think having Gael Scanlon would be would be in a, in a positive way it would be a it would be actually the only way really to solve um the the issue about the Irish language in Ireland whether we're serious or not about it um if we went the other way you know ultimately it would say it would be again um for the first time not denying that we that we actually we don't really care that much about the language I actually think it would prove whether we care about the language or not as a nation and. Um, you know whichever side uh, we fall on i'd go with it um, however the consequence of having both is actually creating an unnecessary class divisions and i don't think that's okay um, I, pr- I i think i would you know thinking about it support all gaelic going on there because I'd, i actually do think it would be nice if ireland used its language um, and we really were bilingual i mean I, I i mean i tease a lot of i tease people about you know the the irish language and everything else and, and have a bit of a laugh around it but i mean i actually think it would be great um, to have ireland as a, bi- a bilingual country much in the same way as some of the other countries i spoke about there a few seconds ago um i know my thoughts are quite controversial um but i also know that they're thoughts that many people do hold privately sometimes publicly um and sometimes on the comments in the journal however they are only my thoughts and you know and i'm actually the egypt there putting them out um and i suppose the purpose of this podcast isn't to be critical of anyone in particular. I mean, and absolutely, and particularly, not Guelph School. School may be the type of school that should be um, should be the model across the country. Um, however, in an Ireland where people are chasing this dream, this enigma of a good school, the Guelph School, and you know maybe to a lesser point some other schools, but the Guelph School in particular is being used not for its language but for how it isolates through no faults of its own. And that's, that's unfortunate because that's not its intention. I know it's not its intention. I'm not naive enough to think that if we made all schools exactly the same, that the enigma of the school would probably uh, would, be, would disappear. In fact, it's more than likely it will remain and it'll still be based on hearsay, rumour and class nonsense. But at least the facts will be there that everyone is on an equal footing in terms of education. I think all primary schools are good schools. I'm proud to work in one, and of course I think my one's the best school because I'm totally biased about my school, but I know that every single other teacher in the country thinks their school is the best school in the land. And but the reality is that my school is no better in terms of education than the school up the road or the school in the next county or in any other part of the country. We all do our extreme best and we can't really be responsible for the the labels that parents decide to put on us whether that's a good school or not as always i'm more than happy to take any comments um on any of our my on channels whether that's uh, the um the actual podcast page on the facebook page on the website on um and i'd really appreciate your thoughts on this because i know it's an emotive topic i know it's a a subject that um i suppose gets people riled up and everything else I, i hope i've made my point that i'm not being critical of whale Scullinan particularly I'm I I I hope I'm uh, not being disrespectful to anybody because I my intention really isn't that as I said it's I want I want to kind of um explore what are the divisive factors in Ireland and why are they caused and um and maybe to simplify those and maybe come out with some ideas, maybe that third way, the different way of, of, of looking at stuff. So I hope you um, enjoy this shorter podcast um, on the Irish language uh, in celebration of co-cís uh, soon-to-be-mín na and maybe blíin na if we go all Gaeil We're going to talk about next week's show. On next week's show, we're going to keep it controversial and um, going to talk about the National Council for Special Education, the NCSE. Um, The NCSE started off life as an agency to provide um, inclusion for children with additional needs or special needs as it was known then. Um, It had people hired to organize Children into schools and resource them properly in schools. However, as the years have gone by and cuts and cuts and recessions and cuts and more cuts, and then things that look that that don't look like cuts but are cuts, they've somehow become a cog in a wheel of implementing the government's work of chopping resources to school. I need to find out next week. I'm going to be looking at what is the purpose of the NCC, uh, the NCSC anymore. Um, i'd love to hear your thoughts your initial thoughts before i do the show uh which you can do when i uh, on um on shaw.net and uh, i look forward to talking to you next week thanks very much and see you next week